Hello, listeners, and welcome back to... So for those of you who are new, my name is Phoebe Goodwin. I'm from Marietta, Georgia, and I love listening to music, going to concerts, and learning. And that really is exactly what this show is all about. Album Digest is a radio show dedicated to unpacking albums by some of your favorite artists or artists you have always really been meaning to listen to but have never really, you know, gotten into them. And this is all in hopes of learning more about music and its impact on humankind. I hope everyone had a relaxing and enjoyable break, but I know we were all excited to get back in the swing of things, whether you go to Ole Miss or not. I know I'm Glad to be back on meal plan and not have to cook for myself because, you know, I often ended up eating um, the same thing every single day. So it's nice to have some variety back in my life. This semester on Album Digest, I really wanted to switch things up and focus more on the low-key niche albums that are often overshadowed by the bigger names in music. So with that being said, today on Album Digest, we are going to be going through an album called Shame Shame by Dr. Dog. This is definitely a band that I got into especially over break. Their sound is definitely different than most. They use a lot of instruments mainly focused on the piano melody, which I appreciate because, you know, I used to be a piano student back in the day. Yes. Yes, I know. So ever since I started taking piano lessons, I've always kind of had an appreciation for the effortless and timeless sound of a good, hearty piano melody. So Dr. Dog um, is a band composed of Toby Lehman, Scott McMicken, Frank McElroy, Zach Miller, and Eric Slick. Something interesting about this band is that the lead vocal duties are shared between Lehman and McMicken. So as we go through this album, you will definitely be able to notice the two different voices, which was something that definitely caught me off guard because I'm used to, you know, that one iconic voice to each um, band. So I do personally have a preference of which voice I like best, um, but that doesn't really matter. My opinion is not, you know, this end-all be-all. This band is based in Philadelphia and primarily is a an indie rock alternative band. Their sound is strongly influenced by rock bands from the 60s like the Beatles and Beach Boys. But they also kind of have this like indie punk grunge modern feel to them that separate them from the sound of the 60s. I'm going to be honest, this band is definitely a new sound sometimes that can come as a shock to someone who is not expecting it. So Shame Shame came out on April 6th, 2010, so it's just over 10 years old. Also, that is my dad's birthday, so shout out, Dad. Happy birthday and anniversary to, you know, this album coming out. So some of the band members mentioned that this album contains some of the most emotional, lyrical content. The band hoped to more accurately state the emotional parts of life that are oftentimes uncomfortable to face. Co-frontman Scott McMicken said, We chose a batch of songs that are a little darker or a little bit more heart-on-your-sleeve kind of stuff. So without further ado, you know, let's get into it. So we're going to start today's show off with track number one, which is titled Stranger. This song is so fun. I just love it. You know, it starts off with a fun intro and just gives off overall fun feelings. You know, you just get some excitement in you when you hear this song. Your um, heart starts beating a little faster because it makes you want to dance. This is definitely a song that was made to be listened to when it's 70 degrees out and all the windows are rolled down and you're driving. Maybe you're doing the drive to Taylor. You never know. It has an effortless, carefree feeling that comes with it, but... 
I love how it's not your stereotypical pop song. In this song, the lyrics are alluding to when you are young and you often play the part of the confident and personal person you are expected to be. And as you grow up, you realize that the masquerade is coming to an end and the masks are coming off and now you are left a stranger to yourself with an even stranger heart. I think the uncomfortable feeling that this song displays is being uncomfortable with accepting who you really are because... You know, you've always been who other people want you to be. But then, you know, when the party's over, you're back at your house and you're like, oh, gosh, do I really like myself? But anyways, underneath the captivating, joyous sound, the song has a meaning that can be uncomfortable for some people. You know, are you really secure in who you are when the party's over and the masks come off? But, you know, sit back, relax and really enjoy all that this song is.
Alrighty, so now we are going to fast forward onto track number two, Shadow People. This is really an interesting track that I, I honestly liked. I'm just going to say it, I really liked this song. Again, with a simple piano melody that really pulled me in. This is also just a fun song, simple as that. McMicken actually wrote this song about his neighborhood in West Philly. But he said it was from the perspective of looking at it when it's rainy and 1 a.m. You know, when you drive through your town after, you know, coming back from the airport, let's say. You know, you had a red eye, you're, you're driving back from the airport, and it just, your, your neighborhood is just deserted. And it looks like a ghost town. And it's scary because all the life is passed from it. But the people who are out are just kind of a stranger crowd that you normally don't see during the daytime. This is a really hard emotion, very specific emotion to describe, but that was what he was going for in the song. You know, I think this song also really shows that all the different people that you don't even know, you know, that live in your neighborhood and um, people who come out at night, you know, the hidden, unheard of people. It's also pretty evident that music is a huge part of this area, with all the mentions to playing along and going into the basement shows. Overall, this is just the story of a guy who is grappling with the strangeness of his neighborhood in comparison with all other neighborhoods. The rain is falling, it's after dark, the streets are swimming with the sharks, it's the right night for the wrong company and there ain't nothing around here to look at move along move along the neon lights on Baltimore every shadow's getting famous in some backyard, in some plastic chair Hoping these cigarettes will save us Here we go again
So track number four, Unbearable Why, is yet again another one of their songs that has the iconic classic piano melody that I want you guys to be looking out for. It just adds a really nice structure to each of the songs. The song starts off pretty simple, you know, with the basic piano melody, a couple chords, and as the chorus progresses, they add more vocals and harmonies, um, and it adds a really cool layering and definitely adds to the depth of this song. As for the meaning behind the song goes, I'm going to be honest, I'm not totally confident in it. Lyrics are definitely confusing, but the vibe I got was just kind of a time in your life when you feel like you're stuck in the in-between. You know, you wake up and it feels like there's something looming over your head, a deadline, an audition, you know, you know how it is, a test, an exam, who knows. I think the title of the song, though, is a super cool concept, Unbearable Why. I think this may mean, you know, you're trying too hard to understand why. Just the basic question of why. Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to get up? Blah, 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 blah. But you can't get to the bottom. And so it becomes unbearable. And I think once we get caught in the motion of everything, this question of why looms over our head and makes life pretty, pretty tough and unbearable. Um, But this is a really great song. It's funny because in all of their songs, there's this deep, dark meaning behind them. But um, on the surface, they're just kind of a fun song that you can listen to without really thinking.
so now we are going to move on to track number five, Where Did All the Time Go? This is definitely one of Dr. Dog's more popular songs, and this was one that really latched me um, over break, and I just, you know, had listened to one song all day for like four weeks, and (laughs) this was the song. So Where Did All the Time Go is kind of a song about where did all the time go you know it it passes so fast and you're just wondering how how am I here already I thought I never really thought I was going to get here and I think this this was a feeling I felt over break like I I just imagined it would last forever and then before I knew it I was already moving back um, to Oxford and so it's just kind of this song of processing where did this where did it all go Um, and you know he is talking about this relationship that he once had and it obviously failed and she is now you know in the center of the parade walking backwards but he's stuck in the shadow and there's just no way to fix it all um and it's just like hard because you know you you think things are going to last forever and then they don't and then you're terrified because you don't know um what to do so yes this is a really great song has a lot of um cool harmonies and melodies to it and i'm excited for you to listen Thank you. 
Okay, so now we are going on to my very, very, very favorite song on this album. It is track number seven, I Only Wear Blue. Oh my gosh, like I could listen to this song for the rest of my life and never get tired of it. It's just so good. It starts off with this comparison of two people who are just completely opposite in the way that one is an open book and the other is all bottled up and doesn't really like to share what's going on inside their head. And these differences bring about an inherent se- separation, so this relationship just won't work. And the, in the first verse, he says, I'm losing my voice, barking up the wrong tree. When you can't be yourself, there's just too much to be. And so I was like, oh my gosh. So basically, he's just saying that he was wasting his time on something that just isn't going to work. He didn't really feel like he could be himself in that relationship And so when you can't be yourself, there's just too much to be, which is a lot of pressure um, for that one person. So no matter what they do, it just really won't work out just because of who they are, which is totally fine. I want you guys to listen to my favorite part. It is right after the first verse and he sings, let's get on with it. And I don't know what it is about it. That's just like my favorite part. I will skip to that part of the song like 20 times a day just to listen to it because it's so great. And I think what he's saying when he says, let's get on with it. There's just not much time to waste in this life. And um, they've both seen that it isn't going to work out. So he's, he's just moving on he's moving on and with the intensity of that I think it shows that he really means business there's no going back now for the rest of the song it's just the two people processing the finality of their time together I just really love this song and it's so good and I don't really understand what the I only wear blue part means but guys it is awesome and the album cover of their um this album is a guy in a blue shirt so I definitely think that is um a reference to this song. So, here we go. I'm all bottled up Floating in the deep blue And you're an open book Anyone could read And I'm losing my voice Barking up the wrong tree When you can't be yourself There's just too much to be Ah, let's get on with it 
Alright, okay, so now we're going to move on to track number nine, Mirror, Mirror. The song definitely encompasses the 70s, 60s rock vibe I mentioned earlier in the show. I think this song is about being in a dark place in your life. When you're so tired, um, you're numb, or when you look in the mirror and you just don't know what you see. The first verse says, tell the truth like it's a joke. And I think this is kind of something we've all done when we're really just not good and you say it, but you're just kind of brushing it off like a joke and you're not really accepting the gravity of what you're feeling. The next part of the song is the realization that you don't want to see your name in stone or in other words, die. So you go out and do things to heal and distract yourself. So I think this is kind of like a progression of someone who's in a really, really dark place in their life. But then they come to this, like, epiphany where they're like, oh, my gosh, like, I need to live, you know, like, get out there, go do things I've always wanted to do, that kind of thing. Um, And so it says they, um, one of my favorite parts of the song is it says, I went 
for a drive in a yellow car. And I just think that's fun and something we all should do at one point or another in our lives. So they also say I bought um, a, an old guitar. So it's just like things to distract themselves or to, f- to fill this like void, this pain um, that they have been feeling so deeply. The last lyrics of the song really paint a dark picture in the listener's mind, which is so odd because it just doesn't have this deep, dark sound to it just like I was saying it's all it's all really easy to listen to but when you look into it it's kind of morbid and so basically the last verse says they found a body in the river a note in the sand leave my worries to the water and my body to the land and I think that in most cases water can be used as a symbol of healing or rejuvenation so maybe this person had had too much and had reached their breaking point and just wanted to be fully submersed in the water forever um and so when the note says leave my worries to the water I think it's just showing that the water is kind of consuming all of their worries um and the body to the land so all the people that um are on the land their body belongs to but in any way in any words or whatever this song really does touch on some hard topics but I think they do it in a way that masks a lot of the meaning so that it's not um completely emotionally destructive to listen to This is a blur, tell the truth like it's a joke And don't fix the part that isn't broken I know I'm just a memory And I know that's how it's gotta be So tell the mirror on the wall
All right. So now we are going to move on to track number 10, Jackie Wants a Black Eye. And I just think when I got to this point of the album, when I was listening through it earlier, um, I just realized that this is really such a great album, really well done in the way that they just capture a lot of hard moments we've all experienced in a way that almost normalizes them and makes you feel not so alone in that. So it says... um, the very first lyric in this song is Jackie wants a black eye, some proof that she's been hit. And that, like, when I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, like, that is theological, that is profound. I am floored because I just think it is such a crazy concept that we've all been there. You know, we all wanted, we all wanted a cast in elementary school. I don't know why. It's just this human nature thing that we want proof that we have been through hard things. You know, and her black eye is proof that she has suffered, whether it's prove it, it's to prove it to herself or others. I'm not completely sure, but it almost shows us that we're alive when we've been hurt. I don't I don't really know. Um, but I just think that's so cool. And then he goes on to show that sometimes people lean into things they know will cause suffering or pain. Like it mentions jumping into quicksand or following a black cloud to get away from the sun. And I think people do these things just to feel something again, you know, break a bone to feel. And, you know, after you get into the routine of doing this and leaning into the pain, you you start to enjoy it. And those that pain becomes comfort um, because at least you're feeling something, even if it's hurt. And um, it's just it's just so odd and so crazy that they can capture this um, feeling and emotion and part of life and struggle and journey into this song. And I think the chorus is the coolest part because it poses this idea that we're all together as we all fall apart. And, you know, none of us are whole all the time. And so I think it's cool that we're all humans are just in this journey of falling apart every day every day we fall apart a little but we're all in it together and I just think it's cool like no one's alone on this journey of life and as we grow close to people we we swap little pieces of our hearts and they they have this um verse they sing over and over in the song where it's like swapping little pieces of our broken little hearts and I think it's cool because as we invite people into our lives we we share parts of ourselves and we open up and so we swap little pieces of our hearts that are broken and battered from the hardship of life. So I think this song is really profound if you look into it and I'm I was so excited um, to talk about it and to discover it really so I can um, listen to it for the rest of my life. But the questions just don't quit And we're sitting in the rain And we're feeling like the weather You could say that we're alone But we're lonely together We're all in it together now Cause we all fall apart We're swapping little pieces Of our broken Jumping in the quicksand, but it isn't what 
Awesome. Okay, so now we're going on to track number 12, It. This is a short and simple song, and throughout the entirety of the song, Dr. Dog is describing something um, and using uses many phrases and adjectives to place an idea or feeling in the listener. So it's kind of this whole question of what is it? What are you describing? What is this thing that you are using all of these phrases and scenarios to show what the listener, you know, it's just like kind of a little mystery, you know, a little riddle, if you may. I really personally think that it of this song is life itself and the meaning of life and why, why it's so special. And, um, it really shows the little things in life we can often overlook, um, like the miracle that fire is or healing, hearing the person you love singing along to a song, but it's just these little things. But the song does not discount the hardships that life can be. It can be cruel and hard and scary. And after each verse, he sings, it's all in how you look at it. And I think that is very true and something a lot of us forget because it's like we can have a bad day and we can focus on the hard things. We can also focus on the birds singing, you know, when the birds come out and it's winter and you're like, I didn't think I was going to hear you sing until April. So it's just those things where you have to look at it in a perspective that shows us the miracle of life itself and how lucky we are to be alive. Um, you can choose to focus on the worst parts of life that make being alive really difficult, sometimes unenjoyable, but there are so many things to be thankful for, like the blue sky outside today. I never thought we would see that again. It's been way too long. But anyways, just as you listen through the song, try to try to um, figure out what it is and see if you agree with me. It's dark, it's light, it's today and it's tonight. It's big and it's small, it's the one and it's the all. It's a mountain 
National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Mississippi Army National Guard, aired by the Mississippi Association of Broadcasters and this station. All right, so we got two more songs left in today's show, and so we're going to start off track number 14, Oh Man. This is a song about dreaming of another and better world, where nobody's famous, nobody cares, money doesn't matter, and there's no fear. The song could be an allusion to some sort of afterlife or just a completely, entirely different world. 
the weeks where the weeks are composed entirely of weekends and it's just good you get to sleep in weekend sleep in come on but I think there's something to be mindful of in a world that is filled of all of our favorite things. The excitement of those things is lost. You can't appreciate the weekends if there's no hard week to be resting from or sleeping in isn't as special if you get to do it every morning. But this song is composed in such a way you wouldn't really think that it had been written in 2010, you know, the Kesha era, um, because it sounds so much like a 60s or 70s rock band. There's a hook for all your hang-ups A pit full of disasters And a word for everything You had to be there I know it's somewhere Where all's above ground And understood Well, on the other shore There's a week It's filled with weekends that trickles bourbon in your cup There's always free time It's not a bad time Your friends all around Oh, sleeping in Your friends all around Oh, sleeping in Your friends all around Oh. 
All right, so today we're going to end the show with track number 18, The Sound. This is the final song on this album, and it's it it has a lot of really cool contrasting in it because the beat to it holds a lot of power, and it's really powerful and sharp and very, you know, there. It just has a lot of power. I don't know how to describe it. You'll, you'll be able to hear it. Um, but then it's contrasted to this like slow, smooth, almost sultry voice that contrasts so beautifully with this sharp beat. The song is kind of like a sweet and smooth sound luring you in. If you if you don't if you kind of ignore the lyrics and just listen to the sound, it sounds like someone's trying to convince you to do something that you have never wanted to do ever, but just the sound of them hearing it is is makes it really attractive to you when it has never been. So the whole idea of the song is that this guy never really got the whole idea of life. You know, you're born and you you go through a lot of hard stuff and then you die, but that's all it. But once he hears the sound, his whole world is flipped upside down and it just shows, you know, he has another epiphany and it's just like, oh my gosh, like I never realized there was so much to life until he heard this sound. So it's like, okay, was it the sound of like someone telling him they love him? Is it a sound of music? Was it like, oh my gosh, the sound of music. Wow. Okay. I just did that. Um, okay. Wow. I didn't even mean to do that guys, but it's just kind of cool because I think this is definitely an underlying theme in the entire album where it's just like an epiphany and you realize that there's so much to life um, and there's so much for it to offer, but you just gotta, you gotta look for it. Um, and so, yep, here is the sound.
All right, guys. Well, that concludes our um, show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I'm really excited to be back in the studio, and I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your Friday. Great weekend, and I'll see you guys next week.